Welcome back to the Red Dirt Road Podcast. I'm your host, Marshall Barnsworth, here with Alex Breitenbach. And from my other podcast, The Fake Punt, it's Tom Gregan. How's it going? Hi, everyone. It's good to, it's good to join today. Thank you very much. Great to have you on the show. How's it going? It's going good. <laughs> nice. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> The Fake Punt is our monthly football podcast, so I only do it once a month. It's me, Tom, and Derek Reagan. Derek couldn't make it today. He is actually on the West Coast, so a few hours. Uh, he's just kind of getting off work a few hours uh, behind us right now. But, Does he live on the West Coast? Yep. And oh, that's in, crazy. You know, doing it from different time zones. That's near awesome. Seattle, near Seattle, Washington. Actually got a few kind of growing amount of people that I know, I think I mentioned before, that live in Washington, which is kind of strange. But yeah, so Tom, uh, so I know Tom likes Brooks and Dunn, but real quick, you want to just give your kind of what you would describe as your kind of country music taste. Because I know you like you like a lot of country music, so yeah, it's 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 kind of a weird uh, taste because I grew up listening to country music of the '70s and '60s via my my parents and and hated it, and you know begged them to change the radio whenever whenever we were in the car. Then I I kind of grew into the into the '80s and you know listened to bands like Alabama. Um, Hank Williams Jr. I was I was a big fan of his in the late '80s, and then uh, you know going into the early '90s, country music really changed a little bit. I think I think Brooks and Dawn came about in the early '90s when Garth Brooks and a little before Shania Twain kind of took over the decade pretty much um, between the the two of them. So you know I did like Brooks and Dawn when they came out. I did have their CD. And I think I bought it pretty uh, pretty soon after it came out, um, so I have a, a little bit of a real world um, insight on, on on the album and the band and kind of where they fit. I think in uh, in a little bit of you know country music folklore and and at least at least for me personally where they kind of where they you know where they fit in my musical taste too. Yeah, we we are super excited to actually get into this album went through kind of all the the 1980s, the pre-Brooks and Dunn era, and then the one 1990 song that we just did last week. So now we're getting into Brain New Man, the song and the album. So we don't really do kind of an album preview, but just a real kind of quick, this is um, like a great album released in 1991, had five number one hits, or sorry, four number one hits, and then also... Uh, Lost and Found was number six, but Brand New Man, Brooks, uh, Boots, Good and Boogie, My Next Broken Heart, Neon Moon all went number one. And there's only 10 songs on the album. So half of them were huge hits that, uh, you know, people have loved for you know decades now. And yeah, it's going to be much different than the last album that we talked about. So this is a great album. And then as far as the song Brand New Man, it is a Wikipedia as that is a as a song recorded, of course, by American country music duo Brooks and Dunn. 
and written by Kix Brooks, Don Cook, and Ronnie Dunn, which, by the way, uh, all these songs on the album are written by at least Kix Brooks or Ronnie Dunn. A lot of them written by both of them. Don Cook, you kind of see here and there as well, but Brooks and Dunn are written, are wrote all of these songs, at least one of them. It was released in June 1991, so just a little bit before the album came out. It was their debut single, and it served as the first single and title track from their debut album of the same name, Brand New Man, and their first number one single on the country charts, uh, thus making them only the second country music band in history to have its debut single reach number one on the Billboard Hot Country Singles and Tracks chart. And in actual, actually, it says that uh, Diamond Rio's Meet Me in the Middle, or Meet in the Middle, uh, was it was the first one to ever do that. That came out just four months earlier. Of course, last year, 2019, Brooks and Dunn recorded Brand New Man with the country singer Luke Combs for their album Reboot. This one peaked at number 42 on the Billboard Country Airplay chart and number 30 on the Billboard Country or Hot Country Songs chart. The song, pretty simple kind of concept of the song. It is the narrator telling his lover that he is a, quote, brand new man, thanks to her. It has a music video to accompany it, which we will get into on the next podcast episode and like i said it peaked at number one on the u.s hot country charts and it reached or the year end chart for 1991 was uh number 34. so successful song and obviously pretty unprecedented that their very first single was a smash hit so i'm gonna throw it over to alex what do you what do you think about this song? Obviously, great song. I'm sure you like it, but uh, what else do oh, you think yeah. about this? Oh yeah, I mean, well, first of all, just a round of applause. We made it. This is our first Brooks and Dunn song that we are uh, officially underway. Whoa, whoa, whoa! With the, with the only in not America. the with the exception of only in America. I, I, I know we did that for the 4th of July, but this is where it gets down to the nitty gritty, in my opinion. This is where, you know, we finally start um, getting it done in terms of Brooks and Dunn. But I, you know, as as you said before, I do really like this song. And I think that this is, it, it definitely, as it is the breakout hit for, for Brooks and Dunn. So I'm, it, it's, I mean, and it's loud, it's powerful, it's hard hitting. And I think it has a good message. It's like they talk about it being, uh, they talk about baptism. I saw the light I've been baptized by the uh, uh, fire in your touch and the flame in your eye. And I I love that analogy there because it, it basically, and, and I think that they, they do say it in here, I'm born to love again, I'm a brand new man. This whole, the, the, the course, everything about it, 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 in my opinion, just just oozes this, like, I've gone to church and I've been anointed by your love. That 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 is, I think, what the aura of the song is. And it is just, it, like I said, it's loud, 
it's up front, it's powerful, and it gets people singing. And this is definitely something that I can totally see as their breakout single because, you know, it's the one song where they, you know, I can just imagine it right now. They're opening it up, everybody's screaming, and you just hear Ronnie Dunn and Kix Brooks saying, I saw the light, I've been baptized. And everybody just goes nuts. And I think, you know, personally, I know you got into a lot of the nitty gritty details of it, but just overall, it's a great, it's a great song and it has a great story and it was, I loved it. I still do to this day. I'll throw it over to Tom. What are your uh, thoughts on the song? Yeah, Like I mentioned before, I remember when the song came out, obviously I didn't know Brooks and Dawn. I didn't know, you know, Ronnie Dawn or Kick Brook, Kicks Brooks. I might've heard them mentioned, but you know, they were pretty obscure. Like you guys probably have been talking about, um, you know, for most of your podcast. So I, I didn't make the connection of, you know, of them. And I just knew they had a different sound. Um, that was what, what I, what I, what I called in the early nineties was a lot of the bands were like Mick country to me and diamond Rio was actually one of them. They, they all sounded relatively the same. Um, Sawyer Brown, Diamond Rio, a couple other ones that was just like a just you know the same the same sound the same band but but they were a little different and I think it was because of their their two male uh, vocalists that just had a different different sound so I I kind of separate I think that's why I like them so much I I despise those McCountry uh, bands that I that I talked about but I really liked them and uh, really liked the song when it came out. Yeah, you said it well. Yeah, Ronnie Dunn, great country singer. And then, you know, I think what they both bring is they're both so much different from each other. People always say, you know, Kix Brooks, just his attitude is this, you know, he's like a little little flame of light. You know, he's, he's, he's energetic. And then Ronnie Dunn is a soulful guy. And, you know, you look at this album and look at who wrote these songs. There's, there's smash hits on here where Ronnie Dunn wrote them by himself. You know, like you don't see that these days where there's there's fantastic writing and there's one guy writing it. And so that's what's so cool too, is you take these two guys from Oklahoma and Louisiana, and I think the writing stands out to me the best. And I like, here's, here's my comments I thought about this song is, love the song. It's a top tier Brooks and Dunn song, which one, the thing I love about Brooks and Dunn the most is that their top tier for me is massive. They don't have like one song that's like, like, you know, Garth Brooks has uh what's that song called? I don't even remember what it's called. Um, Friends in low places. Friends in low places is like his obvious. That's his big hit. Brooks and Dunn doesn't really, you know, if you ask multiple people, they'll get the, you know, they'll give you a different answer. You got neon moon, boot scoot and boogie. you got this song. And if you really like Brooks and Dunn, there's a whole lot of top tier songs. Great writing, like I said, and good execution. It's a honky tonk kind of love song. But then oddly enough, it kind of this song is it's kind of like motivational. Like it's like he's real. He's real amped up. You know, he's he's, you know, by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. Very, you know, these these words like they're, you know, I mean, this must be quite a woman. He was born to love again. He's a brand new man. And yeah, love the song right off the bat. It's got the chorus and then it goes into the, 
the um, the verse which I like to, you know, the whole town's talking about the line I'm walking, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, just fantastic song. I, I like it a lot. The only thing I will also say about it um, is the 2019 version actually somehow got even better, which I've, I've mentioned before on this. Um, it was the only, I think it was the only song off their new album where I would say it actually got better, but kudos to Luke Combs. He pairs with them so well. Yeah, the, and I, I, I think there's something to be said about that. The fact that they can release it again with some new blood on the track and it just explodes. People love it. Yeah, what I, I just think thought that, of. That, that's a testament. It's, I, it's just... We need, the world needs a Brooks and Don Luke Combs full album. That's what the world really needs right they now. Do. Get that. They do. Get that kind of Luke Combs at his peak. All of these, you know, kind of, you know, and I like Luke Combs, but he does attract a lot of these kind of wannabe country stars. But Luke Combs, you know, he loves Brooks and Dunn. It says he's the, that's, their, that's like his favorite country artist. Loves them. Get them to do an entire album together. There's been, you know, I'm you probably remember a few years ago, uh, Drake and Future. You know, I'm kind of going into my yes. hip-hop kind of days. They released a whole album together, which is kind of rare that you kind of saw that, like, they weren't just kind of featured. It was the whole album was the both of them. I think we need a whole album of Brooks and Dunn and Luke Combs, because that is, yeah, be awesome. Kind of Luke Combs is kind of like the, the younger, just super powerful vocal of Ronnie Dunn. Even more, he's probably a more powerful vocalist, a little less soul. Yeah, I think that's a good. I, I think the commonality between them is they, they're they're both different. Luke Combs is a little bit different than a lot of the new artists. He's got that different sound. It's a little more raspier. And he writes his own stuff, which is huge. If you want to be big in country music in Nashville, you've got to, almost without exception, you have to write your own stuff, at least in the beginning, until you can kind of get established. And it sounds like, uh, well, I know that Brooks and Don did, and and uh, Luke Combs does as well. So it doesn't surprise me that there's a, a connection there. Yeah, that is, that is one last thing I will say about Luke Combs is, there are a lot of people I know that will kind of group him into that category of other newer country artists, which I personally think he's better than. I do think some of his songs kind of are a little bit overproduced and kind of can kind of just sound a little bit similar. But his writing is not like these other country artists. You know, he's a very good writer. I don't just, he's a great country writer. You know, if you look down most of his, his big hits, you know, he wrote. And the last thing I wanted to do is actually give our Red to Rope podcast fans a little uh, peek into the fake punt since we got Tom and myself on here. So I actually, so go follow me on Twitter if you haven't, because I post these rankings every week at mfarnsworth underscore. And I do, what I do is I post these quality production rankings and they are based on the team offensive stats, team defense stats. And then I've recently brought in the drive averages on offense and defense and the conversions on offense and defense and the win percentage. And uh, just this little nugget 
I was going to throw in there for our uh, Red to Row podcast fans is this. So I was actually, you're going to be interested in hearing this, Tom. So a little, uh, little betting kind of nugget. So if anyone knows about sports betting, you can bet against the spread. That's kind of a popular thing. And I, um, I looked on the sports betting sites the other day, kind of comparing the uh, underdogs, you know, kind of how they had teams ranked to my quality production ranks. And there was on week, so this is at the time we're recording these last, these are the last two weeks or week six and week seven of the NFL season. There were five teams that were underdogs, yet their opponent actually had a lower quality production rank than them. So they, in my, in my rankings, I had them ranked higher, but they were underdogs. In all five of those, if you were to bet on them against the spread, you would win. So that's pretty, and four of them won straight up. So that was quality, my, uh, my quality production ranks. How about that? Give a little, little football so, nugget right there. You might be onto something with that. Hold, hold that thought. I want to talk to you more about that.